You know, one of my favorite memories from growing up was the holidays. But Thanksgiving, hands down, was my favorite. You know, we had a plan in my house. And we had a, uh, you know, we got up early, we got our breakfast ready, and we sat down to watch the parades. Usually it was a Pop-Tart breakfast, but, you know, you're kind of conserving your, your calories for the, the big meal. So we, watched, we would watch the parades together. And then we would get to a leisurely early, lunch, early afternoon lunch. And, you know, we'd eat until we were just silly. And uh, we'd watch football through our eyelids. Cleanup after the big meal was always fun because when I was little, we did not have an electric dishwasher. We had these two hands dishwasher. Now, when I got older and we got an official dishwasher in the kitchen, my mother didn't like to use it. (laughs) She would let us wash the dishes and use the, the rack and the dishwasher to dry them. <laughs> we used to call it the fancy drying rack. But Thanksgiving always brings that excitement of the holiday season. You're stepping in, you're in the entryway of all good things, of a festive time where we're all happy and, and grateful and thankful. But when you're in a season that you're constantly preparing for the next, why shouldn't Thanksgiving be remembered all year long? Expressing our gratitude to God, showing our gratitude to others, and living a life of worship is how we're called to live. Many of you may have memorized this psalm when you were young, because we did it every year in our United Methodist Church growing up, you had to memorize Psalm 100. So audience participation, we're all going to say it together today, right? Let's join in this verse. Shout triumphantly to the Lord, all the earth, serve the Lord with celebration, come before him with shouts of joy, Know that the Lord is God. He made us. We belong to him. We are his people, the sheep of his own pasture. Enter his gates with thanks and his courts with praise. Thank him. Bless his name because the Lord is good. His loyal love lasts forever. His faithfulness lasts generation after generation. Amen. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I chose a different version of that because I love some of the wording in that. The the bless his name. Bless his name. What a great passage for this time of year. Now, last week, Pastor Harold talked about a gratitude meter. Did any of y'all use that this week? Okay, good. Me either. All right, well... (laughs) But since this is me preaching today, and we're talking about Thanksgiving, I could not resist a favorite clip. So if you would roll the first video. Isn't that awesome? I love that. 
I love that. So Peppermint Patty is giving Charlie Brown really the business on, on his Thanksgiving meal. And, you know, I wonder how many times has that been me? Well, I remember one time when I was probably 10 or 11, and I wasn't, it wasn't Thanksgiving, but we were having a meal at my brother-in-law's to be. He was engaged, and we were having a dinner with her parents. The pork chops were a bit overdone, and I blurted out, they're burnt. <laughs> my sweet, genteel southern mama was quite mortified at her daughter. But I was rude, and so I can relate a little bit to Peppermint Patty here. But you know, my, my sermon title is The Stewardship of Gratitude. And I was thinking about how we tend to take the term stewardship and relate that to money. This is the season when we as churches and we as people and we as organizations of all kinds typically set our budget for the next year. However, what if we started to think of our stewardship in a way of all our gifts? Now, I think Charles Stewart and Steve St. Clair may be prepared to shoot me after this but uh, as our finance chairs, but we're going to hope they let me finish. <laughs> so, but truthfully, we all have gifts of service, gifts of encouragement that we can share with others when we cross their path. The stewardship of gratitude, first and foremost, should be expressing our gratitude to God for all that he has done for us. In the commodity of blessings, in the commodity of blessings, let us all acknowledge everything we have comes through our creator. It is God who made us and made us unique. There are no two persons exactly alike. We all have gifts that are distinctly ours. We both, two people may have the gift of encouragement, but they express it in different ways. God has made us. Many times during the prayers that I pray here are about the character of God. But I look at it this way. We are all God's creation, and it's like a diamond. The light catches each facet and reflects in a beautiful, sparkling way. How we are called to reflect God's character is an expression of our gratitude for what he has given us. The only way we get that uniqueness is from our creator God. Psalm 139.13 tells us, you are the one who created my innermost parts. You knit me together while I was still in my mother's womb. We are known to God in a way no one, no one else can know us. Psalm 22.10 says, I was thrust into your arms at my birth. You have been my God from the moment I was born. How profound of this psalmist to realize that God was there from the very beginning. We claim to know each other better than anyone else, but it is our God that knows everything. I can claim to know Sean better than anyone else, and I might better than anyone else on this 
earth, but God knows him better than I ever could. And because of this, our gratitude to God should be a way of life. Show your gratitude to God by living a life of praise and worship. You know, we tend to put worship into that box, that thing that we do on Sundays. Check, we got it. We've done it. All right, we can go on about our day. But we should live a life of worship. It should be the way of life for us. Making our breathing and our coming and our going and our work and our environment, our enjoyment is a way of life. Author and pastor Louis Giglio says this, worship is our response, let's be on this, and I want you to read this, is our response both personal and corporate to God for who he is and what he has done, expressed in and by the things we say and the way we live. I learned about this quote many years ago. It continues to resonate with me. Because it is a way of life. It's our response, both personally and corporately, to God for who he is and what he has done. If there was ever a quote you want to write down, to me, that was it. Worship is our response. It's our response to our God. Our stewardship of gratitude is our worship. Like the psalmist said in Psalm 100 that we read together just a little bit ago, we are to come into his courts with praise because his name is worthy. His name is worthy. Praise Adonai. If you're ever at a loss on how to pray and praise God, uh, I was looking at some of my books that give us studies on the whole names of God. You can go through any number of names and, and how God is called our Jehovah, Yahweh, Rapha. All of these names are available to us to praise God with. It doesn't have to just sit there and go, God, I want this. God, I want that. Our stewardship of gratitude also reflects in our way of treating others close to us. Our family, our inner circle of people, those are the ones who deserve our gratitude as well. They put up with us every day. And for some of y'all, that's a lot. (laughs) But me too. Think about those things, about those who do things for you every single day. Maybe it's their presence. Maybe it is in a way to serve you. Maybe it is the blessing of sharing their gifts. There's a great amount of people that are caregivers. Talk about worthy of gratitude and thanks. It's not about buying them something. It's about saying thank you. I appreciate you. God puts the ones in our lives that we need. 
And God puts the ones in our life that truly care. Now, I'm sure many of you have been married for 50 years or more, right? There's always one that yields at one time and then the other one yields. There's a back and forth motion of giving and taking. It's huge. My poor husband, when he married me, he, if y'all don't know him, he has some obsessive compulsive tendencies. <laughs> Anyone? Okay. But then he had to live with me and I don't have any obsessive compulsive tendencies. <laughs> Guess what? I've become more that way and he's relaxed some. It's a give and take. And I'm grateful that he has these gifts because my house is usually clean and I don't have to do it. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So I tell him I'm grateful because he has gifts that I don't have. Luke 6.31 says this. Treat people in the same way that you want them to treat you. We call it the golden rule, don't we? But it is our basic way of being able to live with one another. It is a basic treatment of people and regard of people. Treat, each other, treat others how you want to be treated, and that starts at home. It starts with the people close to you. It starts with those you depend on. It starts with those who can count on you. Back in July, our best friends from Mississippi were here and shared in worship. I can count on them. They can count on me. Even if we live that far apart, we have each other's backs. For that, I'm grateful. I'm so grateful. Our stewardship of gratitude is lived out by how much we give God our gratitude and then that flows into the other places of our life. I've used this book before. I love this little book uh, by Steve Harper. It's called Five Marks of a Methodist. And he took John Wesley's text of what were things about being a Methodist. This applies to all people, not just Methodists. But he says, Wesley rightly notes that gratitude is the Christian's response to God. Gratitude is the response to grace. Aren't we grateful for that amazing, wonderful grace? And then secondly, Wesley says, we find that gratitude is grounded in the nature of God not in the circumstances that were taking place in our lives at any given time. And you can, you can even test this. There's some questions you can ask yourself. Of what was your thanks for God this week? Where do thanksgiving and prayer currently intersect? There's, there's so much to think about in terms of, of how we receive that great love from God. It allows us to love someone else 
and then it pours out to others. It's like a God's economy has a full domino effect. His pursuit and love for us allow us to be fully engaged with others, to pour into other people. God is always seeking you. Every sunset, every clear blue sky, each ocean wave, the starry hosts of night, he blankets each new day with the invitation, I am here. That's also from author Louis Giglio. If God does all this for us, then we should live in a response of worship and allowing that love to overflow to others. Remember, those close to you, give them your love and your gratitude. Peppermint Patty was not filled up with gratitude. She was carrying a spirit of ingratitude. Don't be stingy with your appreciation. The stewardship of gratitude allows us to be gracious and kind to others that we don't know. If we display kindness to all people we come in contact with, then we receive a blessing to our spirit, to our souls. 1 John 4.20 tells us those who say, I love God and hate their brothers and sisters are liars. After all, those who don't love their brothers and sisters whom they have seen can hardly love God who they have not seen. Are there going to always be people we don't like? Yeah. Are there going to be people we don't agree with? Absolutely. Our job is to love them. Period. End of story. And the love of God allows us to do that. If we are not permeated through our heart, our mind, and our soul in the love of God, then we've all got a lot of work to do. Pray for God to help you. God has done amazing things in me. He's allowed me to love others even in my sinful self. He has shown me what my responsibility is and what it is not. He's taught me about good boundaries in relationships, and he, but he's also taught me that doesn't mean I don't love them. It just means I'm protecting them and me. I'm not the same person that I was eight years ago when we moved here. I'm not the same person I was last year. Thankfully, it's because of God working in me. I'm far from perfect, but growing in sanctification, growing in holiness. And that is the lane I want to be in. I want to continue to grow in holiness. I don't want to give up and live a life of mediocrity. That's not what I was created for. You weren't created for that either. You know, God could have left me in a business career. He could have left me in dead-end relationships. But in his great mercy, he did not. And for that, he deserves all my praise. If you would roll the second clip.
Thanksgiving, without a doubt, is my favorite. I have precious memories because my parents made it so. They made it a place of warmth and gratitude. And when my parents were gone, Thanksgiving took a new look, but God gave me a new family. The meaning is still the same. This is the beginning of our season of Advent. We watch and we wait with expectant hearts for the Christ child, the spirit of Christmas that brings joy. But what if we lived in a mindset of thankfulness all year long? How different would it be if we as followers of Jesus Christ, the Messiah, took a stand and displayed the radical kindness of him in every possible way. We can start today carrying that generous stewardship of gratitude in all ways, in all places, to all people. Let's pray. Yahweh, Adonai, we praise your great name. You alone are worthy of all our praise, our gratitude for all you've done. You have blessed us each with the gifts of a comfortable life. We have roofs over our head. We have food to eat. We have clothes on our back. There are many in our world, even to our surrounding regions that do not have these basic blessings. And we pray for them now. We give thanks for those who are in our circle, those that are closest to us, who care for us, encourage us, support us. Help us to not take these gifts of persons for granted. Teach us to show our gratitude in ways that speak to the recipient. We give thanks for those you place in our days and our nights. It might be the clerk at the grocery, and it, or it might be the assistant in the doctor's office, or our public servants. Help us to show Christ's love to all people, not just the ones we like, or the ones we agree with, or approve of. We give you thanks, especially for Jesus, who is our King and our Savior. Help us to spend this coming season with great expectation for what you will do in and around us during Advent. We give you, Holy God, all the praise and all the gratitude now, today, for what you have done. Amen. Let's stand as we sing together. Give thanks.